Overnights with Paul Ross. There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico! Ah, Long John Baldry, one of his finest hours, of course. This is the theme tune for John Bonfiglia, but he joins Martin Kellner, as he does most weekends. And he joins us now, my old buddy there, from Latin America, of course, from Mexico, which is technically, you know, North America. Um, John, great you could help us out with this one, because we're hearing lots of, not exactly conflicting, but unsubstantiated reports about Carlo Ancelotti as the, the next manager for Brazil, which would be a real first. I mean, the man's an amazing achiever in football, but also Brazil has never had, I think, a non-Brazilian manager. So it would cause, at the very least, comment over there, I believe. Good morning, John. So what have you heard on this? Um, it's a curious one, for sure. Uh, good morning, Paul. Uh, so here's what we know. We, we know there have been leaks coming out of the Brazilian FA now, honestly, for months about the fact that Ancelotti is going to be the next uh, coach of, of the Brazil men's side. Um, in the last couple of days, those those leaks, those rumours have really ratcheted up. Uh, part of the problem is the fact that, of course, Ancelotti is contracted at Real Madrid until next summer. And then the bombshell today was uh, just uh, occurred about an hour ago. The Brazilian Federation president came on to announce the interim managership of Fernando Diniz until next summer and just as a sort of by the by then said oh yes because that's when Carlo Ancelotti is going to take over so the strange thing is is it wasn't really an announcement about Ancelotti's um, becoming Brazil manager in any way shape or form and we've certainly heard nothing from Ancelotti himself so um, it's being it's being regarded as being an official announcement but that's only because it's the Brazilian president uh, of, the, of the federation that said it beyond that um, it, it definitely doesn't read like a, an official announcement and an official agreement to me. I wonder whether there's a sense in which, I mean, I know that Carlo Ancelotti has said in the past, obviously he's, he would have aspirations in that direction, who wouldn't, having achieved what he's achieved. But also he said he wants to stay and honour his current contract, which again is understandable. And there has been already, I mean, even when it's first mooted, our, uh, our chap based in Brazil, Tim Vickery, said there was an immediate groundswell. OK, partly over-publicised, he said, by some media outlets in the papers, but a real kind of furore over the fact that a non-Brazilian was taking charge of the club, whereas, of course, if it's kind of, if they're edging towards it crab-like in the way that, you know, if you, you know, if you, if you pop, pop a flog in a, a bowl of boiling, boiling water, it'll jump straight out, but if you put him in a bowl of lukewarm water and heat it up, he'll get used to it, and maybe the Brazilian public is being, if you like, to an extent, slightly softened up towards the notion, because if the interim manager doesn't really perform, then he could arrive as the kind of saviour of Brazilian football credentialosity. I, th I think you're absolutely right. And then the Brazilian interim manager is, is very definitely not going to perform given the current state of uh, Brazilian football mm. and, it, and its crisis. Um, look, it, it, with, with Ancelotti, I actually think that the Brazilian uh, public has an, has an appetite above all else for Brazilian football, for the Brazilian men's side to, to take their place at the top of world football, world soccer. That's the thing that they want most of all. I think that uh, whether that's a Brazilian coach or not at this stage of the game isn't isn't the most important thing. And actually, if you think about what Brazil perhaps needs more than anything, it is something of a, a, a tried and tested uh, manager who has something of a, you know, maybe pragmatism over style. I mean, it's not that like Brazil needs more style no. over <laughs> the substance. So Ancelotti in many ways, I think, you know, could be 
absolutely the right figure for Brazil and certainly would be regarded as um, as being that figure. Again, whether that is, you know, whether that has been signed and sealed and delivered, we, we, we wait to hear. But um, a year is an awfully long time in, in football and there's a lot to go wrong uh, with Brazil and the Brazil men's side. Uh, in terms of World, World Cup qualifiers and various other things before we get to uh, to next summer. So this definitely doesn't clarify any aspect or streamline any aspect of uh, the, the the crisis at the heart of Brazilian soccer at the moment. Now, no, the Brazilian women's team is taking part in the Women's World Cup, which starts on the 20th of July. We're going to be all across that. But also next year, and it's happening, this is the first time the women's game has shared, countries have shared, and, and federations, confederations have shared football. It's happening next year, of course, or for the next World Cup, because it's uh, USA, Canada, and Mexico. And I'd imagine the, I mean, all countries would be enthusiastic, but Mexico in particular, an absolutely obsessed football nation, are they not? Yeah, and this is actually also really, really interesting because if there is a country in Latin America that is in as much of a crisis and a, and a, and a whole of its own making as Brazil, it is Mexico. So you would expect uh, that the Mexican footballing public at the moment would be really, really looking forward to, um, uh, you know, to, to the to the next World Cup and sharing it across uh, North America. But really, given you know what's been happening in what is happening in the in the Copa de Oro and in the in the recent uh, playoffs and uh, the uh, the Nations League and, and losing, getting thrashed again by the USA. They've not beaten the USA now for years. Um, there is there is a really queasy feeling at the heart of you know in the stomach of every Mexico football supporter, and I, and I suspect that there is going to be root and there's going to have to be root and branch reform at the Mexican uh, Federation well before the next World Cup. I can't see things you know drifting. Um, uneasily onwards in in what is continuing to be a a slow car crash situation. Oh dear! I mean, uh, and I'm not. I don't. You think for one moment that my view of Mexico is coloured by films like Sicario, but we've spoken many times in the past about some of the levels of violence there and criminal activity. I wonder what precautions, if any, have already been talked about to keep uh, football fans who visit the country safe. Or would that not be necessary? Is that an overstatement of mine based on some media reports? Yeah, I think when if you if you think about major international tournaments, I mean, I, I, Mexico hosts major international tournaments, sure. where not just in terms of football, but also Formula One, tennis, you know, golf, huge, huge amounts of things. The, 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 the violence in Mexico, the cartel violence in Mexico tends to be very geographically specific to uh, certain areas and doesn't affect, uh, say, a, a tourist or a, a sporting public any more than it would in any other country, really the, the kinds of things that we'd, you know, if you are visiting Mexico uh, for forthcoming sporting events that you'd be wanting to, to, to take care of is the same as if you were in Canada or the US, you know, keep your hand on your wallet. Uh, and that's basically about it. Beyond that, I think uh, Mexico actually is a really warm, uh, positive country uh, for receiving visitors and, and people have a, uh, you know, an amazing, an amazing time here. And let me ask you finally, going back to the Brazil story, the kind of reverse side of the question I put to you earlier on, which is, at the moment, you know, Brazilian football's in the right state from the sound of it, but say the um, interim manager were to make a good job of it, would there then be possibly a, a groundswell of opinion, maybe even almost the, the inevitability, he may then get the job before Ancelotti if the Ancelotti deal isn't signed and sealed? Well, I mean, look, very positive. Again, the timescales in this are so strange and unspecific because you've got, you know, he has signed, a, uh, Denise has signed a contract for a year. Uh, I mean, if then... You know, if Ancelotti is formally unveiled, if he has actually signed a contract 
or he signs a contract at some point further down the line, then I suspect it's going to be very difficult to to extend Denise's contract and to cancel. And I mean, do you, does anybody cancel Ancelotti? Um, you know, he's definitely one of those managers that is uh, uh, that is fairly untouchable. So I, if you know, if we get if we finally get it confirmed, which it is not at the moment, whatever the Brazilian uh, Federation president says, then I think come next summer. Uh, then I, I don't see anything which would stop Ancelotti taking the reins if he has agreed to it, which we don't know at the moment. John, great to talk to you again, mate. Thank you very much for shedding what light we can on that particular story. That latest, well, it's more than a rumour. The Brazilian president of their uh, football group has said that. But even so, a long way to go yet to absolute confirmation is received. John Bonfiglio there, live from Mexico, casting his eyes southwards, of course, towards Brazil, and also talking about the, the World Cup that's on its way, the next Men's World Cup. The Women's World Cup starts later this month. It's going to be a belter. And coming up, talking of this month, the seventh month and why it could be the most significant month in modern world history. After this. Across the UK, Overnights with Paul Ross.